Hey mom friends, welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast, where we talk about all things mommyhood, faith, and business. I'm your host, Allison Nick, and today we are talking to the Tahoya Jackson of Mended Pieces, and she guides us through handling grief, how to self-discover yourself, and so many other words of wisdom. You may have to listen to this podcast twice, honestly, because I couldn't even write fast enough all of the good gems she was dropping. So definitely have your pen and your pencil ready to take all of this goodness that she has given us so you can implement it into your life or go and use her resources and her services. We are also raising our milk glasses to Kidpreneur Chef Simone. Now this 13 year old is super amazing. Not only is she a chef, but she has also other awards um, and titles underneath her belt, such as host, author, STEM advocate, and so much more. So definitely take a listen to see what this beautiful girl is doing. And don't forget to keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Mommy's Making Moves. And be sure to check out our upcoming event. We're having a paint and sip ladies night event. So find us on, on um, excuse me, either on Instagram, you can go to our link or you can even go to Eventbrite and check out Paint and Sip Ladies Night. Let's get started. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I definitely did, but I didn't know how to do it until I ran into a girl at a meet and greet and she told me about Anchor. Now, Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's free and it's ridiculously easy to use. And as a mom, we all know that things that are free are valuable. <laughs> and Anchor can now match you with other great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Yes, so that means you can start making money whenever you start recording your podcast. It's ridiculously easy. It's great. It's fun. It's easy to distribute. So if you want to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and other diverse podcasters here that already use Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Okay, you guys, today we are raising our milk glasses to Chef Simone Bridges. Now, she is out of Jacksonville, Florida, and she is simply phenomenal. She has been featured on the Steve Harvey Talk Show, and she is also a STEM advocate, which gives her the nickname the STEM Chef. She has her own subscription box. She is an author and has been featured on multiple magazines. She is also, may I point out, an award-winning kid chef okay she is just phenomenal and awesome y'all have to check out her website just to see everything that she is doing but not only is she just a chef and doing great things she is also has classes where she teaches other children how to cook she does birthday parties she has i think i mentioned that a subscription box um baking items tools and she also speaks and teaches about kitchen safety which i think is very important sometimes i think as parents we may just think about you know, just being cautious of maybe uncooked food, but also teaching kitchen safety is very, very important. So she does that as well. <clears throat> she also has a little show called Teal Talk, where real ch chatter matters with kids. And she talks about all the hot spots in Jacksonville, which I think is just awesome. But anywho, 
be sure to check out this little princess as she keeps doing great things in her community and she keeps being an advocate for kids, kid entrepreneurs. And like I said, check her out on Instagram, on Facebook, Goddess Food. On Instagram, it's Facts or Jack, excuse me, J-A-X, so Goddess Food Jacks. And give her a quick follow just to even support her. But yes, that is Miss Chef Simone. And girl, keep doing your thing. Want to have a night out with your girls and create awesome artwork? Join us on June 8th at our Paint and Sip Ladies Night event starting at 7 p.m. at For the Culture Studio. We will have cocktails, light bites, jamming sessions, and of course, creating some beautiful artwork. So check us out on Eventbrite at Paint and Sip Ladies Night or click the link in our Instagram and Facebook bios. Okay, my friends, welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast. Today, I have <clears throat> my soror, <clears throat> Ozeta Fabetta Sorority Incorporated, <laughs> my boo, Tahoya Jackson. I'm going to give y'all um, a little bit of her bio real quick, and then we're going to get into the interview. Tahoya Jackson, uh, MBA, Tahoya Jackson, founder of Mended Pieces and Tahoya Talks, is an inner healing coach and transformation speaker located in Fort Worth, Texas, <clears throat> where I was born and raised. Thank you very much. Due to the emotional toll of living majority of her life through the filter of pain, Tahoya embarked on a journey of self-healing after becoming a single mother, suffering from depression, identity issues, experiencing failed relationships, and countless negative experiences. Mended Pieces was created in 2018 as a safe place for millennial women who are ready to take the mask off and overcome the self-limiting effects of emotional trauma and negative situations experienced in life. Tahoya is passionate about her calling to prevent other women from experiencing the pain that she felt or making the same mistakes, which is why her coaching program, focuses solely on helping queens, yes, reveal their pain, heal their heart, and fulfill their purpose. Having a servant heart, Tahoya is devoted to helping other women get out of their own way, stand in their truth, and begin to experience the abundant life they deserve. Lastly, but certainly not least, she is the mother of a beautiful five-year-old daughter and expecting a bundle of baby boy in July. No more unwanted emotions, no more negative behaviors, no more excuses. Let's heal together. This bio is everything, okay? It takes you <laughs> it takes you on a true like emotional <laughs> transformation from the beginning to the end. You're like, oh, she's overcome so much just from this bio. Yes. So welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Allison. <laughs> of course, of course. So I always start off my podcast by asking um, this general uh, question. What did you want to be when you were younger? Okay, this is going to sound funny. Um, but the crazy part is I actually wanted to be an archaeologist when I was younger. Oh, wow. And I know. Yeah, it's crazy. And I know some people may think about it like, oh, okay, well, she likes that type of stuff. No, I didn't like that type of stuff at all. <laughs> uh, we, we, I found that word somewhere. I was a geek. I'm still a nerd. Um, I found that word somewhere. And I was like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. Okay, I want to be an archaeologist. So I never yeah. really like tied the two together I never really tied the title with like what I would actually be doing but it sounded so good so I was like okay well this is what I want to be but it wasn't until later that I realized okay well I have to swim underwater I have to like you know 
play with rocks. I have to do that stuff, and I don't like any of that stuff. Okay, so oh <laughs> I let that go. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, my mom, she doesn't let me, you know, she doesn't let me live it out these days. She brings it up sometimes, but um, that's what I wanted <laughs> to do forever for, like, literally, like, five years of my life until I was like, oh, I really don't want to do that, but I've always yeah. been a teacher. Um, I was the little kid. Instead of me going outside and playing and different things like that, I've always been a teacher, so my mom bought me, like, a huge whiteboard, and instead of, like, asking for toys and stuff, I would ask her for, like, new dry erase markers and like different things for my board because I would like teach my cousins when they came over and I would also like teach my little dolls or whatever when no one was there with me because I was the only child at the time so (laughs) um, (laughs) so I would teach my dolls or whatever but now um, it's crazy that I didn't follow that career path to become a teacher like with my profession but Mm I've actually returned back to it now um, by educating women on you know how to heal how to break free from their past and just to experience the abundant life they deserve so um, I'm back in that educational realm um, with my business <laughs> that is so crazy i love that you said that you were even a nerd from the beginning that you were getting like try to race board stuff because please please i was definitely that kid that was out i'm like i'm ready for recess yeah, we got no. this classroom uh-uh. should i get some oxygen like yeah, i, I was kid who wanted to stay in there with the teacher to see what was going okay. on okay he was like uh-uh, <laughs> now this is not for me yeah <laughs> well cool okay so as we said in your bio you have a beautiful little girl and you are pregnant with your little man which I absolutely love (laughs) so and then you um obviously you also have your masters Mm -hmm. um and you have your business and you're um you're still in the corporate life as well right yes I am okay so how do you juggle it off (laughs) I would say the key is planning um that's like number one on my list would have to be planning um planning out my weeks um planning out you know my daughter's activities um, but it's been a little difficult lately. Um, I would yeah. have to say with the pregnancy because you know it's like things pop up. You know, it's not not like you can plan a pregnancy. Like you don't know when you're gonna feel bad, or you don't don't know when you're gonna have some symptoms that you have to Google or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um. So it's just a lot. Um. But planning makes it a little bit easier, and um, more than ever, I would have to say the second would be having an amazing support system. Um. I feel that like um that plays a key role in parenting. You know, having yes. people there by your side that you can depend on. You know, that can give you breaks when you needed or different things like that and as moms um, we have to realize that it's okay to ask for help I know sometimes we want to be superwoman we want to be like oh, okay well I had these kids so I'm gonna take care of them by myself but you know it's okay to ask mm-hmm. for help and you know and, and we have to begin to accept that things won't get done today sometimes things won't get done today you know if you have to leave the dishes in the sink to tomorrow it, it is totally fine um, you know tomorrow will come and you can clean the dishes you know and different things like that but we put so much pressure on ourselves um that I feel that we need to practice more self-care and self-care isn't just the bath bombs or just the uh, spa trips it's more so of you know knowing uh, prioritizing and knowing that okay this can wait until tomorrow um it's okay for me to sit on the couch to regain some momentum you know so that I can get that energy that I need because one thing that I learned and I've actually experienced is that you can't pour from an empty cup and yes. as moms, we juggle so many things and we have so many roles and different hats that we ne- we never sit back to realize everything that we're doing at once. We're just focused on getting it done at the moment. Um, so just basically sitting down to look at those things and just filling yourself up so that you can be able to pour into other people. That is so true. And then especially with you being on your second pregnancy, with your second kid, and you have a very active kid. <laughs> very active. At, at, at home, like taking that, to tell yourself is it may not get done today mm-hmm, definitely <laughs> the way our bodies are set up during pregnancy it's just 
it's, it's, it's not, you can't do the same thing you did, obviously, before pregnant. And you have to give yourself that grace to say, we're just going to relax today. Mm-hmm. We're not going to yeah. do anything. I yeah. totally we'll, understand. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> try again, okay? I understand. <laughs> I understand you. So is planning something else you would tell for our moms that are going through college trying to juggle it all? So planning is like your absolute best tip. I would say planning is definitely my absolute best tip. And I would yeah. give you like a little um, something that, that the, the women can do as moms. Um, what I would usually do, um, but I said I'm a nurse, so this may be nurse style. I don't know, <laughs> but it may can help you as well. Um, so when I was in college, what I would do is, you know, the first week they give you the syllabus or, you know, let you know exactly what you have to be doing, the deadlines and everything that you have for the course. So what I would usually do is just take the syllabus um, for each class and take my planner. I usually use like the happy planner or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I just take it and put all of my deadlines in there um, in terms of discussions, in terms of um, deadlines for tests, um, different th- presentations, and just basically put it in my planner so I would know so that I can prepare for what's coming ahead. Because I feel that like if, if you're prepared for it, you know it's coming, then definitely you have no excuses to, <laughs> to get it done. But if you know you're just rushing last minute and you don't have it you know, marked down or whatever, then you're all over the place. So yeah. what I would do is just usually plan that. And I'm really big on planning. So on Sundays, I would actually actually like sit down and plan out my week um just to know exactly what I have coming ahead of me um as well so uh, I used to keep my planner handy um now I use my phone but um in college I use my planner all the time um just to make notes of different things and I would have to say um I know we do a lot of procrastination (laughs) um Um, you know some people may not want to hear that but we do a lot of procrastination in in college but what I would recommend is just basically get a jump start on different things um you know just don't wait until the day before you have something new to do to actually work on it um especially you know having kids because you know the unexpected may occur um so basically when you have that free time you know work on those assignments or work on those discussions and you know study for those tests um while the kids sleep in or when you have free time um and then I think that makes it a little more easier um and less stressful um when that time comes for you know for you to complete those tasks Yes, we were so alike then, because in college, like you were saying, I, I had a planner. Every time I got a syllabus, <laughs> I was writing in test dates, yes. um, present everything I could write in, so I could try to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. I still procrastinated, but I tried <laughs> to plan ahead Definitely. and do my absolute best. But um, I do like how you were saying that, especially for moms in college. I did have a couple of friends that, mm-hmm. you know, got pregnant during college. Um, they try and they had to balance that out. Also use your resources. Yes. Um, especially and look at what you're paying for, what what your tuition is paying for. Mm-hmm. Because I had um and I, I don't know if it's at every campus, but I know at Tarleton at least, um, you know, the parents got free daycare if they were students there. I'm assuming oh, that wow. would be at most campuses, but I don't know. Yeah, because we had a daycare on campus. So parents were, yeah, so parents had free daycare while they were going there. So um, look at what your tuition is paying for. I, once I found that out, I really dug into my tuition. We pay for our own lawyers. We have lawyers on hand, like students, but, but they don't tell you this stuff. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're paying, you're just, oh, here's how much your tuition is and we're just going to pay it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So we have people, like I went to a couple of seminars in college and we have people like, oh yeah, you pay for lawyers and you have this and your therapy, if you need therapy, whatever it's like. Like, <laughs> did not even know but yes but plan ahead definitely mm-hmm. 
So you and I met at a conference that um, our friend Tiara was hosting for her nonprofit, um, C3 Women's Network. Shout out to them. Whoop, whoop. Yes. And um, <laughs> back in March, and I learned about your business, Mended Pieces. So tell us more about Mended Pieces and what your, um, what your company offers, what services they offer. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, so <laughs> Mended Pieces is my signature coaching business and program um, that I provide to women. And we're devoted to helping women uh, reveal their pain, heal their heart, and to fulfill their purpose. And I have to say Mended Pieces is definitely my why. Um, and the reason why is because I, I'm on a mission to help women. Um, and mm-hmm. when I say that, I don't take it lightly because I'm on assignment. But more so, it's I'm, I'm in this business or in this, this, uh, this space. Um, so that women won't experience the same pain and, and that I felt or to make the same mistakes that I've made in life um, by allowing my brokenness to make decisions for me. Um, so I know I, sometimes I get this question a lot, the difference between what I do and the difference between therapy and what I do. Um, and I would have to say that um, with my experience, it's based on a true story. Okay. Um, and I feel that with therapy, they're taught everything that they know. Um, so gotcha. the difference is I've lived exactly everything that I help women to overcome. So it's not like I'm, you know, giving you like a, the generic guide to, you know, getting over, you know, a bad, a bad relationship or a bad breakup. No, I've mm-hmm. been through numerous bad, bad relationships and bad breakups. And I know, you know, firsthand how to build myself up, how to, you know, heal from those different things. So that's what the difference is. Um, and, and it's more so just a safe space for women as well um, to help them, you know, get over things that they've been holding in for so long. And we as women, sometimes we we are society forces us to be so strong and to act like nothing's wrong. And we continue to sweep things under the rug um, until, you know, <laughs> until all those things, you have nowhere else for those things to go. So th- at that point, we explode. Um, and that's what yeah. we're trying to prevent. Um, basically, you know, being able to unpack that baggage, you know, to, to basically you know, say, hey, this did happen to me when I was little. Hey, how do I heal from these things? Um, so you just don't go throughout life existing um, instead of living because yes. you're being a puppet to your pain and that in these different because of these different circumstances that have taken over your life. Um, so that's what we help women with, um, basically being free from those unwanted emotions. So, you know, when you have things happen that are traumatic in your past or negative um, th- throughout those things, you develop depression, you develop anger, um, you begin to, you know, operate in a way that you normally wouldn't um, and, it, and it begins to show um, a, a, a quote that I have on my website is that you know um, if you don't heal those things will show up in your business and your children and your life and your career mm, um, yeah so that's yeah. What, what we our main focus is to help women um, you know just be free of that brokenness and to become healed so those you know their life can be abundant they can live the abundant life they deserve you didn't say so much in this, <laughs> in this answer <laughs> I was like trying to write some down. I'm, I'm over here like, yes. Like, in my head. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't understand. Okay. So she was saying un, un, unpacking your your pain and unpacking um, things that you've gone through in your past so that you're not just existing so you can live. That is a word. That is a whole word. Because Snap. people go through okay. <laughs> because people go through life so much. Um, not wanting to handle it because you know a you have you know the the parents or whatever that that have taught you that mm-hmm. your business stays in this house exactly. so you go through that and then you know or 
like you are um, kind of like have the quote unquote be tough like a man you know Mm -hmm. don't let people see your emotions and you just keep on going and it's just like sometimes not saying you have to just you know just be an emotional you know wall of display but sometimes you have to find those um, ways to get your release or to like you were saying like have your um, therapy or coaching sessions with you um, to where you are addressing it and identifying it so you can have a more productive life so you can like you said not only just exist but you can truly live whenever mm-hmm. you unpack that baggage that is so huge you unpack that baggage it's like literally a weight is lifted off you mm-hmm. Definitely. it's just it's just amazing I um I have gone through therapy sessions before and um in high school and in college, I would just bottle things up so much that it would start to affect my health. Mm-hmm. I would have anxiety attacks like nobody's business. And people don't realize that. Like, your emotions could start to affect you physically. Oh, yes, definitely. Yes. And so, oh, she just said a whole word. That was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get back on track. Um, so, I, also, I did hear you hear. I did hear you say that you know mended pieces was birthed from pain. Can you tell us more of what your experiences led up to you starting this business? Oh yes, definitely. So I would have to say um, the, the start of, of the the pain birthing um, was more so of me growing up in a single parent home. Um, it okay. was just me and my mother um, when I was actually conceived. Well. About four months after I was conceived, um, my father went to prison. Um, My father was in prison for like the first four years of my life. And then he came home. Um, But more so of sometimes we think of fatherless children as having as children who have fathers who are not in the home. And that's not the only way that a child can be fatherless. A child can also be fatherless if a a parent is present. Well, I'll I'll say motherless or fatherless. Um, If a parent is present, but they don't show them that physical or emotional attention that they need. So they're Mm. basically just there, um, you know, and not, you know, um, fulfilling their responsibilities as a parent. Let me say that. So I I say that to say that my father came back when I was four years old. He stayed till I was about seven. um, And during that time, he really wasn't physically or emotionally present for me. It was more so of, he was, well, we didn't learn till later that he was living like a street life, which he finally chose over us um, when I was like seven mm. years old. But it was wow. like, I w- he would be gone, you know, while I was up and then he would come home while I was sleeping. So we really didn't have like that, you know, relationship that every, you know, little girl would want with their daddy. So, mm-hmm. but I, but it's crazy that I'm still daddy's little girl, even though we didn't have this relationship uh, that, you know, most um, daughters and fathers have. I'm still daddy's little girl, which is crazy. Really? But, um, is, is it because y'all <laughs> mended later on? You know, well, we recently, we've tried numerous times to mend our relationship and it wasn't until um I actually like began to walk walk in my purpose probably like two years ago that we actually mm-hmm. sat down and I actually vented to him and communicated to him exactly how everything that he did and him being absent made me feel and then now so now we have a relationship where we like text and call um way okay. more than we did in the past so I'm, I'm I thank God for that but um that's where we are now um, and I feel Good. that over the years of having an absent father, um, I actually help. Um, I'm actually a fatherless daughter advocate as well. So um, the, w- by having an absent father, I developed the superwoman archetype. Um, and there is crazy different archetypes for fatherless daughters. Um, but mine was uh, super, being superwoman. So I was, I've always been an overachiever all of my life. Like I've always been a perfectionist. And it wasn't until I like kind of dived into my background um, that I realized that the reason why I was an overachiever or I, if I got like an 89 and got a B in the class, 
was like crying my eyes out is because um, I knew that the reason why, I mean, when I succeeded or when I was honored for different things, my father would come around. So it was like, okay, if I was honored, if I was getting awarded or, you know, winning a UIL or whatever it may be, my dad was going to come around. So that was my way of trying to get him around me was to be perfect and to be an overachiever and to succeed in that realm. Um, and it and it trickled down into my adult life as well. And then it wasn't until, you know, I embarked on this journey that I was like, okay, you know, something's going to be perfect. You know, you'll be fine. Um, yes. You know, just basically adjusting from what I had taught myself um, throughout all of these years. Um, and also another thing that I've experienced my senior year in high school was uh, my little brother. So he passed away from pneumonia. Um, oh, no. He was two years old. And wow. it was... I guess as a teenager, it was a very dev- dev- devastating loss for me. I had never, you know, lost anyone that close to me. But I think what what really affected me is um, the blame and guilt that came from that. Um, and more so, I'll give you like a short snippet. Um, so it was Thursday and I was a senior in high school. So, you know, we like to party. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a senior in high school and Thursday I had watched my brother all day. We went to McDonald's. I braided his hair and, you know, I had dropped him back off with my stepmom um, and, it was weird because normally when I dropped him off, he was cool. He'll go play. He'll say bye-bye or, you know, something like that. But, you know, this time was different. So he just reached up for me and he said, sissy, sissy, don't go, don't go, don't go, you know. And, you know, I know how to decipher, like, toddler talk. But he was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't go. And he was crying hysterically. And I picked him up and kissed him. And I said, I'll be back to get you. And the crazy part is that that was Thursday. And that Monday is the me and my mother got a call. Um, telling us to come out to the hospital to rush out to the hospital and that he was in ICU Um, and so I was waiting to actually get in the room to see him because my mom I mean my stepmom and my dad were in the room with him and Mm -hmm. they were saying okay you can go in next Um, you know and that next never came so what I mean by that next never came is that um, as my my dad and my stepmom were in the room um, they they yelled out code blue um, all the nurses ran into the room where he was and he didn't make it so I never wow. really got that last moment with him and then me promising to come back to get him kind of haunted me forever so that's um, a lot of things that I went through with grief but I went to grief counseling it really didn't work for me um, and then I think after that I became like a little rebellious um, with my mom and different things like that because I didn't know how to express my emotions um, yeah. about everything that I was going through um, and so basically once I got to college because I was a senior high school at that time once I got to college I just turned to like uh, what I call void fillers um, so that looked like sexual promiscuity um, you know just trying to get the attention of different men um, drinking um, smoking just to fit in different things like that because I was yeah. so broken inside so I use other things to cover up the pain that I was feeling which most of us do um, but that's what I did during that college phase and also had failed relationships as well um, mm-hmm. that continue to repeat themselves over and over. And once I got to this space, I was like, okay, so why do my relationships keep failing? Like why, <laughs> like why is all these things occurring in my life? And, and what yeah. we focus on in many pieces is self-discovery. Like you have to discover, like, why are you like this? Like, why is your life like this? Like, you know, and sometimes we make excuses and we're like, oh, okay, well, this is just how it is. And, and, and sometimes we have to unlearn what we are taught. And I know it may sound bad or, you know, because you don't want to disrespect your parents or, you know, the, the um, elderly people in your your family but sometimes you know everything they taught you wasn't good <laughs> you know everything yeah. you learned wasn't good information
information and we have to begin to learn to decipher those things and to unlearn those things and to learn the good things that we need to live a prosperous life so that is my answer <laughs> you were so goofy you were just laughing I'm over here like she just lost her she lost her two-year-old like I just and being a mom of a two-year-old I just cannot mm-hmm. imagine Oh yeah, it was very, very hard for me. But look, you know, looking back on it, it's it it gave me the strength that I needed to, you know, be the woman that I am today. Yeah. And to basically give me that that unconditional love um that I, you know, that I show my my children on a daily basis. Um just you know, just basically knowing that, you know, today may be our last day here. We never know. So just, just you know, just love very on true. the people around you and very you know, true. show them, you know, give them their flowers while they're here. <laughs> Mine yes. but Yes, definitely. And I thank God for, um, you know, building me up and giving me that grace because it was a hard, very, very hard time for me. Yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying, giving people flowers while they are alive and any moment can be your last moment. So take Mm -hmm. the opportunity to, um, you know, just admiring the ones around you. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so what is so obviously you've gone through this pain, you've turned it into something to help other women what is something that you want your daughter to learn from your life experiences perseverance I would okay. have to say I would want her to learn perseverance and that no matter what you know happens to her in her life or despite the obstacles that she faces that she can conquer it that you know there's nothing too big for her to overcome um you know sometimes it takes us pivoting sometimes it takes us you know starting a whole new journey uh, we, we never know but yeah. just having that strength you know to fight through things that comes her way that's definitely what I want her to learn uh, about life and through my experiences as well uh, absolutely absolutely um so going back to your company Mended Pieces what are some tips that you well, excuse me what are some tips you can give our moms um, our mom audience about dealing or recovering from grief I would have to say to feel it, to to feel those emotions. Um, you know, when it comes to grief, sometimes people are like, uh, okay, get over it. They're gone. Get over it. Um, or more so of giving us a, a time. I feel like sometimes people give us a time range for grief. And mm-hmm. there's no time range for grief because you have to realize every year that person's birthday comes up or, you know, that yeah. person's death anniversary comes up. So it's it's like it's a repeating cycle over and over where you will feel those emotions, even if it's just those two days, you know, out of the year, but mm-hmm. you will feel those emotions. So what you need to do is just basically get around people, on, you know, on those certain specific days, you know, that make you happy or do something that you love to do or do some things that you guys did together. Um, you know, on those days, um, me and my brother had our favorite song, um, No One by Alicia Keys. Um, and for like oh. the first two, like the first two years, literally every time I heard that song, I would cry, like, real, yeah. like the ugly cry. Um, but now, I mean, since, you know, since that has occurred, I play the song, you know what I'm saying? And, and I just, you know, dance around the living room and, you know, just look up in the sky and different things like that. Just, you know, just creating those memories um, mm-hmm. or replaying those memories that you have with that person. But also it's a big thing is to feel those emotions. Um, sometimes we trying to, we, we, like I said before, we're so focused on being so strong. Um, and oh, oh no, that didn't, that didn't affect me or, or I'll be okay. And, you know, yeah. and just, just sit down and feel those emotions. You know, the only thing with emotions, it, it's great to feel emotions as long as we just don't stay in those negative emotions. Um, you know, because if you, you know, it, especially as a mom, like if I was to, you know, be 
you know, affected by grief every day of my life, what does that look like for my children? You know, so we have to learn how to heal from those things so that we can, you know, experience the life we deserve. Because at the end of the day, the people that we are missing, they're living their lives. They're, you know, they're in heaven. They're fine. You know, we have to make them proud here on earth. Um, and just basically, you know, be all that we can be. And, you know, grief, you know, it happens to everyone. We have to know and learn about it. Like, learn how it affects people. It affects people differently. It's not a one-size-fit-all thing. It affects people differently. And you have to know, like, how does it affect me? What are my triggers? Like, when do I really break down and cry thinking about this person? Like, where am I at? What am I doing? Um, And basically, you know, just adjusting some of those things. But always, definitely, you know, going back to what you guys did together. And, and, and basically, you know, being thankful for that person. Going to visit their grave. Sitting out talking to them. Whatever it may be. And sometimes we think that grief is only um you know people transitioning to heaven or you know people passing away grief can mm-hmm. be from a relationship yeah. you know because we we've lived with this person for years or you know getting the divorce like we share children with this person we shared a house with this person you know different things like that and now we have to adjust our lives and to you know not having this person around or not talking to this person every day and that's a form of grief as well um and so we have to just basically um find different things that make us happy um, but more than more so than ever is to heal be make sure that you fully heal from those things and in one of my programs the mask off program what we do um, we create a pull yourself together plan so what that what that means is um, okay when I'm feeling this way what do I need to do to get back to the mm. space where I was at or to be happy or to you know so okay. I won't linger in this emotion or depression for too long um, so that's one of the things that we do there one of the key things that we do um, is just to pull yourself together um, I think, you know, feel those emotions and just learn how to pull yourself together. Um, it's okay to cry. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to have bad days and just move forward with that. Yes. I, I, I'm telling y'all, she has given us some stuff. I'm just writing so many notes. <laughs> so many notes. And I've also had like some revelations because like you were saying, there's some things that you try to avoid after mm-hmm. someone passes away. Or even like you were saying, even after a relationship um, has been broken, um, my grandfather passed away whenever I was a sophomore in college and we were mm-hmm. extremely close. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and um I just know sometimes like I smell certain scents and I think of him. Um he was he would tell the corniest jokes, Chad. <laughs> and <laughs> he would and he would just like crack up laughing and I'm with him like big and I and don't laugh at my grandfather. So I called him Big Daddy Henry. Oh. So <laughs> a lot of people I tell him the name. They're like, "Was he a pimp?" I'm like, "That's not the point." <laughs> they like, "Don't focus on the name." But um, but you and I, I remember like just like making these weird like desserts for him. I, mm-hmm. I I haven't eaten chocolate pudding in a very long time. And whenever you were saying that, I was like, "Is that you used to have to eat chocolate pudding?" Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we, we we shy away from those things because they remind us so much of that person, and because yeah. our mind has been fixated to realize to feel that like oh okay well if I begin to think about this person I'm going to be sad again so we try to shy away from it but sometimes we need yeah. to do those things like we never know like the first time I like after the, those two years after I cried my eyes out like something was just like play the song yeah. and I played the song and I was totally fine I was yeah. you know laugh and it was a thing that I did because the last place he was um was like in the the passenger side of my car so I usually like when I sing the song I just usually look over my shoulder and I just see him there um oh. and it, ma- it makes me feel great but you know sometimes yeah. you have to do those things um sometimes yeah. you know it, it it makes us feel better you know although it may have made us sad for years you know sometimes it that that like I said that pivot will come 
you know, that, that shift will come where, you know, it, it goes from being negative to positive. And, you know, you just, just be thankful for the time that you did have with that person here on earth. That is amazing. Um, you also had said something before that I thought was really um, key whenever you were talking about your company is self-discovery, um, mm-hmm. how to self-discover yourself. Can you just tell us more about what those steps look like? Oh, yes, definitely. So uh, with our email course that we have, it's called Mask Off, but more so with our program and the, every, every, all the services that we offer, what we do, um, we help women take the mask off. Um, yeah. I feel that we walk through life <laughs> with masks for so long and it may be a mask of, you know, different things that have happened in the past, negative experiences. We, we focus a lot on emotional trauma, um, but sometimes we have a mask on because we feel that we don't look the way or we are not the way that society wants us to be um and now that we live in a generation where we have the kim kardashians and the cardi b's and we yeah. have a lot of comparison that happens but just basically helping women take the mask off to know that you are fine the way that you are you are beautiful you are fearfully and wonderfully made um no you know no matter you know what society wants you to be or no matter what you have experienced in life and we also teach them that they are not the labels that they were given um, you know, based on the, the experiences that have happened to them in their life. And we also help them to get out of their own way. So sometimes we think like, oh, okay, well, I'm incapable of doing this. But more so you have to think about it. Sometimes we're actually in our own way. Um, yeah. You know, it yeah. may be in our mindset. It may be, you know, in our actions or procrastination, whatever it may be. Majority of the time we're in our own way. So we help women to get out of their own way. And lastly, we help them stand in their own truth. Um, basically, turning their wounds into wisdom and realizing that they have a story, you know, and that sometimes we feel that um, everything that has happened to us, you know, it's, you know, it was the enemy or, you know, it was because of something that we did in the past. You know, sometimes we have to just basically realize that those things happen to us in life to get us to the next level, you know, and more so with the things that have happened to me, you know, with my brokenness and different things like that. If I just wallowed in self-pity and just thought like, oh, okay, well, I'm broken. Okay, I'll just keep operating in this brokenness. I wouldn't be able to experience the elevation that God has for me or the or the people that God has placed in my life to connect with, like you, Allison. Um, And, you know, different things. I wouldn't have been able to experience those things. Um, So basically helping them to stand in their own truth like letting them know that they have a voice and we focus on the little girl within and what we mean by the little girl within is that sometimes we still have a little girl inside of us who's crying out for help who's crying out for their dad or who's crying out um you know to the person who molested them or you know sad about things that have happened to them in their lives and uh, on one of our exercises we asked the women like what age is the little girl inside of you like when was the first time Mm -hmm. that you were broken and like why you know i'm saying what happened to your voice like what caused your voice to leave you um and sometimes we just give up like because we're so hurt we just give up um so basically we just get allow women to like explore their buried wounds um and release that emotional baggage like we talked about earlier and just work to heal so that they can begin to um experience the abundant life that they deserve Woo! yeah i might take this program look i um... (laughs) um Girl, you were just laying so much on, but I love what you were saying about the self-discovery program and the question you asked, how old is the little girl within you? Mm-hmm. Starting, literally starting from that point of whenever you were first feeling broken um, from whatever experiences that you went through, that is key because whenever mm-hmm. you can identify that, then you can build on um, not only changing that part of your life, but things that, you know, happen after that Oh yes. um, and going from that. So that is just oh yeah I'm gonna be mentally tired after this I'm just (laughs) (laughs) we can really dig into this okay (coughs) excuse me okay 
Ooh. So, how has mommyhood enhanced your entrepreneur and corporate journey? I would have to say it's given me my why. Okay. Um, when when it comes to the children and also the 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 program that I the program and services that I offer, um, I feel that I'm leaving a leg. I'm in a position now to leave a legacy for my children, and I'm also in a position to help women, you know, experience the life you know that they deserve. Um, yeah. and it's also allowed me to find strength. Um, strength that I never knew that I, <laughs> strength that I never knew that I had, and also balance. Um, because when it comes to um, com- a combination of a corporate journey and being a mom and having your own business, it takes a uh, balance. Um, and I don't think we will ever find the right balance. But we, balance means to me, it means you know doing whatever works for me. Um, and sometimes we're always because I hear it a lot when I go to conferences, women are always asking, OK, how do you find balance? How do you find balance? And it, it's more so if you can't ask anyone, how do they find balance? You have to find your own balance. Yeah. Um, and I feel that mommyhood and being a mompreneur and working in corporate America, I'm actually an accountant. So that uh, the numbers are like a little bit stressful at times. So yeah. Balance and all of that. Um, basically, just it's given me my why, and, and I've I've been allowed to find the strength that I need to go throughout life and to help other people. I love that because even what you were saying in the question before about um, discovery, I feel like just me personally becoming mm-hmm. a mom, like like you were, you find your strength. It get like you have to step up mm-hmm. internally. Definitely. You have to start addressing some things internally because if you don't, then like you were saying, it can just lead down mm-hmm. into your children, your children's children. It can just keep on going. But I feel like being a mom, like you're forced to address yes. some of these issues because what you're teaching your kid sometimes is not um, is what you feel like you should teach them. Sometimes we have to readdress because of mm-hmm. the pain that we have inside. And I know for me, that's something huge that I'm really working on right now because of things that I have dealt with I can see myself putting that on um on, on my kids and it's like oh we, hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we, we and we don't realize it. it and we don't realize it and I did like a live series a, a few weeks ago where sometimes it was so we good y'all broke. <laughs> it was so good <laughs> <laughs> thank you but you sometimes I'm um, just one experience you know just one example is sometimes we were so broken that we're angry we're still angry at the person yes. who molested us or the person who left us or the person who didn't give us the life that we thought we expected we're still so angry at them that we begin to take out our emotions and anger and rage on the people who are closest to us and if we're our mom who are the people who are closest to us it's our children and I feel that it's not fair um you know to our children to you know dump that weight on their shoulders you know what I'm yes. saying because of your inability to deal with the things that you you need to work on and heal from as well and um back to that um question you just asked i just want to add something mm-hmm. about mommyhood and being a mompreneur and you know working in corporate america it has also allowed me to set um firm boundaries okay. um, and that's key as a mom is setting firm boundaries okay corporate america hey okay i can't work overtime um because yeah, i have to okay. pick up my daughter like you know i can't work all these extended hours because if i work all these extended hours i won't be able to be there for my children and it's just being able to set those boundaries and just to know okay well hey i can't you know exert energy on this today because you know i have to do this when i get home and just basically setting those boundaries uh, that work for you that and that is key Mm-hmm. Um, and even just in, in finding yourself and, um, you know, I, I, I preach about finding your release. And, okay. But I think that is key. 
Mm -hmm. setting your boundaries and letting people know this is what I can do and what I cannot do and standing firm behind excuse me standing firm behind your boundaries oh yes and not let anybody push you around I like that I Mm -hmm. really do I'm like, I'm putting some, adding some stuff to, uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) this is good. (laughs) And, and also I didn't know you were an accountant. So kudos to that. Cause I know, like you were saying numbers, child, that's a lot that goes into this. So super, um, good for you for doing that accounting. I cannot, but good for you. <laughs> okay, our last question of the interview: What is your mom hack? My mom hack. Um, I would have to say my mom hack would be to pray and to plan. Um, just including God in everything that you do, um, and also planning, um, which I spoke about earlier. Just basically laying everything out that you have to do, um, because I feel that like if you're like I feel that more so when I rush like things go like haywire <laughs> and yeah. you know and and then it causes you to be stressed out it causes you you know to be you know in a mind space that you really don't want to be in and in a mind space that you could have prevented if you know what i'm saying you would have laid the clothes out you know the night before or you, mm-hmm. you would have you know yeah. wrote everything down for the week or in your planner or whatever it may be but basically planning 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 is key and praying like i said as well including god and in everything that you do um but more so planning and just showing love um everywhere yes. and that, that that just doesn't mean um in your household because as we all can see we live in a dark world so showing love and being that light that we need um you know that other people need majority so because you never know when someone's having a bad day um and you know it feels great to you know just motivate other people and just to you know say hi or you know hey have a good day or whatever to someone you know throughout your way so just being that light um in the world um because it is very very dark at this time (laughs) amen amen to that being the light amen to that yes well thank you so much for coming on um on this podcast and for sharing your different tips of of everything that you do um this just kind of popped up in my head is there a quote or a um scripture or something that you would like to leave us with oh yes definitely we have to say um so one one of the ones that I um, really kind of focused on with my business is um it happened it hurt let's heal um and that's more so of okay yes it happened we understand that um and we know that it hurt um but we have to heal from it in order to get to where we need to be in life um we can't just stay at that it hurt phase or it happened phase we have to mm-hmm. move forward to the let's heal phase um so yeah that's something definitely key for you know that we have to think about as women just basically you know feeling those emotions understanding why it happened you know digging up the roots of why it happened and basically just getting to the healing process so that you can be get experience that happiness that you deserve amen amen i love that quote i love that (laughs) and tell everybody where we can find you so they can go ahead and start following you and just dive more into what it you know everything that you offer yes so (laughs) you can follow follow me on instagram i'm on instagram as tohoya talks t-a-h-a-u-y-a-t-a-l-k-s and um, my my business Instagram is mended.pieces. So it's mended.pieces. And I'm on Facebook also as Tohoya Jackson. If Ooh. you guys would like to reach out to me. And my website is tohoyajackson.com. 
Amen. So y'all go ahead and start following her on Instagram and reach out. Obviously, if these are some services that you feel like you need to have in your life. So like she said, you can stop existing and start living. Thank you so much to Hoya. I really appreciate you coming on here, boo. Thank you for having me, Allison. You're welcome. (laughs) Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Four Moms podcast. I just want to say thank you to all of our family, our friends, and our supporters. I want to give a big thank you to my husband and my kiddos um, for just embracing me and supporting me on this crazy journey that I'm going on. Um, Like I've said before, go ahead, subscribe, leave us a review so that we are able to reach more moms, more women, and so we can keep encouraging them to go after their dreams and we can expand our mommy community even more. Um, Thank you again for listening, and I cannot wait for y'all to listen to the next episode.